Chang! Can you tell us what your trainee life was like? Do you think your friendships had changed in any way? Was there like an identity crisis for you? Where do you belong? What does that conversation look like with your with your mom? You left the band. What was the behind the scenes? So I went to the company and... No, 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 no. no. If you're a Jessica Jung fan, this is your daily catch-up. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here with us today, we have K-pop royalty, singer, songwriter, actress, author, fashion designer, businesswoman, Jessica Jung. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. welcome to the show. Singapore. Hello, the daily catch-up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we didn't ask how to say it. We didn't ask how to say it. We didn't practice this three times before. <laughs> okay, so we are obviously all very starstruck right now, right? So maybe as a warm-up, we can do some quick-fire questions. Oh, wow. Is it all firing at me? Yes. It would be really strange if we just ask ourselves. <laughs> but if you got questions for them, you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll be happy to take some. Okay, what's your favorite color? Blue. No, it's not. I made it up. I just said the color of her top. What's your favorite restaurant in Singapore? Uh, Tian Tian Chicken Rice. Uh, oh. oh. Are you a tourist? Not true. <laughs> what's your favorite tea? Tea? No, 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 no. Hey, you don't know the Korean reference. Milk tea, milk tea. Okay, interesting start. Okay, now it's our turn. Okay, so you've been to Singapore quite a few times, right? What is one place you must visit when you come to Singapore? To eat Singapore chili crab. Okay, so she's team chili crab, not pepper crab. Okay, okay, okay. I don't like pepper. How would you describe Singapore to someone who has never been here? Clean, friendly, Oh. Humid. Very humid. And 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 yummy. Yes. yes. Okay. Musically wise, if you could collaborate with any artist right now, who would that be? It's like anywhere in the world. You know, I love um I love Ariana Grande. Oh wow. favorite K-pop group right now. K-pop group. Um New Jeans. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also super shy. Okay, so you were known for your work with SNSD, but of course now you're a solo artist. And in fact, that's why you're currently in Singapore because you're actually doing your first concert tour right now. Yes. Amazing. So being back on the road after a long while, how has that been for you? Been very hectic, actually. It's been very <laughs> a lot of work and um because I was preparing my album and also the concert at the same time. So I was very busy. But now that it started, I'm very excited to, you know, meet my fans all over the world. How do Singaporean fans differ from Korean or Chinese fans? Well, every time I come back to Singapore, they're all very, you know, talkative and they're very friendly and funny. Okay. And very energetic. So it's just 
a different vibe. Welcome mm. to Singapore. Yes, thank you. I've always wondered for artists that tour the world, how involved are you in planning for the concert? For me, I'm very particular in what I like and what I want to do. Mm. So I'm very much like very heavily involved in everything. Is I there see. one specific example of like something that you said you must have at this concert? I said the LED should be a diamond shape because it's called Diamond Dreams. The person that proposed the circle, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like get this out of here. <laughs> Speaking of music, how you actually got scouted is mm-hmm. actually so called a chance encounter because you were born and raised in San Francisco right? and you were here. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not you're here. You were in Seoul <laughs> yes. for a family vacation when both you and your sister got scouted yes. at a shopping mall. How crazy is that? Can you walk us through what is actually that journey, right, of this man seeing you <laughs> and then you become a trainee? It was a woman. Oh! oh. Why are you assume it's a man? Oh. Huh? Hey, sorry, they are dominated oh. in the She's 2023. <laughs> sorry, no, but this was you back then. <laughs> it's true. Okay, how did that happen? Okay, that's very long time ago. <laughs> also, you were 11. <laughs> yes, yes, I was 11. I was living in the States with my family and... Actually, my dad's side of the family was in Korea. So we wanted to come say hello and, you know, spend summer break in Korea. And we were just shopping and there was a casting director, but she was kind of kind of freaky, you know, Ooh. because because like a stranger just comes up and then she's yeah. behind the pillar yeah. on this wall and, <laughs> and goes like, so where's your mom? Oh, right. Yeah. But, but we were just like, um, who are you? <laughs> she's there if you want to talk to her, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was actually a very quick encounter because I, I didn't really say much to her and because I wasn't allowed to talk to strangers. I'm, I'm, very, <laughs> I'm at a very young age. What do you think the scouts are looking for? Because you were so young and I understand and appreciate now because we were having a conversation mm-hmm. earlier <laughs> that isn't it really pedo-ish if, if the scout was a guy and then they were going to 11-year-old, 7-year-old. And her sister was five. Yeah, and yeah. they are not even talent spotting from a festival or, or audition or anything. Or yeah, yeah. They're just like, you, you look really pretty. Mm. What what else do you think they look for? I think it's... What <laughs> <laughs> happened? She probably said to say herself. Yeah, it's, it's, I have to say oh, oh, it myself. It's just so. really good looks, right? No. Because <laughs> I, I feel like it's kind of the overall like aura that that right. person carries, how that person carries herself. Right. Although you're a child. Yeah, right? Is that not strange if it's a guy some more? I feel like, you know, you can still have this uniqueness to yourself. That's true, that's that, true. That aura. I don't, I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Okay, so out of the or, four of us here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're too, too late. Too late. Please, why? <laughs> no, I'm wondering also if it's something that's unique to Korea because that's where the industry yeah. is. Yeah. So then it's not so like surprising that you do get scouted for something like that. Actually, in a huge company like that, there aren't many people who are scouted like that. Oh. Because oh. most of them auditions. are auditions. Okay, okay, mm. okay. okay. Interesting. So I went to the company. And Wait, before that, yeah. like your mother just let you go? No, no, no. no, no. So, so there was like a phone call meeting or whatever. And, you know, they arranged a time for us to kind of go to the company together. So I went with my mom. What does that conversation look like with your with your mom? Like when you're trying to decide that you want to embark on a journey like that? Well, actually, you know, because I did a lot of other activities, like after school activities, like, I don't know, ballet or piano lessons or uh, singing lessons or... 
like an Asian. I joined the choir. I did a lot of different things. So my mom thought it was just a good after school activity. Mm-hmm. But she did tell me that school was a priority. Yeah. You will not be able to go during the week days. But this was when you were still based in San Francisco. Uh, so we actually moved um, to an international school in Korea. Right. Mm-hmm. And what was that like? Like growing up in the US and then suddenly having to uproot and like move to South Korea at such a young age? It's pretty cool. <laughs> 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 uh, because international schools, everybody speaks English anyway. So mm. it wasn't a big problem for me. And there are some cultural differences, I guess, because in Korea, there's like a respect factor and, you know, there's like this bowing tradition in Korea, like 90 degrees bowing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe these days it's kind of, it loosened up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But before it was pretty strict. And so in school, you have to bow to people who are older than you. Anyone, not just teachers. Mm. Oh, when your first year in school, you just walk through the whole hallway <laughs> like that. So what happens mm. if you don't? It depends. You I mean you can see a lot of K dramas, no? <laughs> <laughs> so you have to figure out how old everybody is. <laughs> yeah, so you must be smart, I guess. Right. You have to kind of figure yeah. things out. But you bow that the person not old. It's such a dangerous game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another funny thing was um, in in the company when I when I became a trainee. It's all about when you come in. So it's uh, not about age. Right. right. Mm. So when you so were I'm, twelve, I'm, tw- I'm eleven and I'm twelve, right. and oh. everybody who comes. After, after me, despite their age, despite their age, have to bow ninety oh, degrees to me. So it's experience. And so, like twenty-one-year-old people right. will bow to me, and that oh. was very—that was a culture shock to me. Yeah. Actually, right. mm. you bow back though, right? It's just they gotta initiate the bow, and then you gotta bow back. No, you don't bow back. <laughs> you don't even huh? bow yeah. back. You just gotta take it. That's so strange. No, you, no, you say hi. You say you treat them nicely. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's, it's really, we see on media and, and it, it looks terrible to be honest. And I'm, I'm assuming most people don't make the cut, right? Mm-hmm. So can you tell us what your trainee life was like? For me, I feel like I was very blessed because the timing was perfect for me. Mm. Um, so I was like the baby of the company when I first went in there. So everybody was very nice to me and, you know, teaching me everything. And um, I only have good memories. And then after that, a lot of other people started to come in. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, things kind of got more competitive. More yeah, for them. But like for me, it was fine. Oh, she was in the sweet spot, like the in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so like I think a lot of the stories came from, Mm. yeah, those years. So many trainees, like all at once. And you can get kind of self-conscious about everything and not be so confident about yourself or Mm. compare yourself to others. But honestly, for me, I was very confident i was like very just happy with where i was i was like happy going to school and then coming after school going going there during the weekends you know having fun like practicing and yeah, yeah. yeah and getting to know people in a totally different world you know so there's it's not like right after you debut you get to think you you get to do things that you couldn't do was was there anything so when you're a trainee you had to give your phone up for the whole, you know, wow. the whole time you're practicing. That's so, fair enough, right? 
Not fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after they beat you, you got your phone back. <laughs> so, so Permanently. Freedoms. Yeah, that was huge. <laughs> so you can contact your friends. We've heard stories of how like restrictive life could be. Like I think there's like the dating like restrictions and things like that. So mm-hmm. I mean, I understand, but I'm also like American as well, like Korean American. So yeah. I I'm on both ends, you know. <laughs> right. So I was close to all of the employees and managers there. So. Mm. I was very open and honest about everything, right. about my relationship or who I'm meeting or who I want to date or whatever. <laughs> oh, and if I, I do can... that, then they're actually more supportive uh, and they okay. help yeah. you. But if you kind of hide it and try yeah. to do it behind their back and, mm. and make trouble, mm. then that's where you know everything happens. And mm. that's where they cannot control mm. yeah, the situation if something happens, right? So I feel also like I was, was smart about that. They're really just looking <laughs> yeah. out for you as opposed to, for example, they want to control your branding to remain single and more desirable. It's not that actually. Right. It's okay, not okay. that. It's just that they don't want trouble. Trouble caused to the team or the company mm. or for your, for the artist yeah, okay. and that's only natural. But how do you do that? How do you control that? You need to be open and honest and talk about it, you know? Yeah. Mm. If you know what's gonna happen, you can prepare. Yeah. But if you don't and it, it just, something hits you. Yeah. But I'm also wondering whether like the restrictions that they put, right, actually ended up being more beneficial because it essentially removed a lot of distractions that you had to focus on what you were doing, which is building a musical career. Mm. Actually, I feel it's not because at that time you're adolescent, you're, you're growing up and you feel, you know, I'm being controlled. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel like what she said is very important for the younger generation to hear because at that time they don't have that sensibility mm-hmm. to think that way, mm-hmm. to, to think that they can communicate and talk to, the, mm-hmm. to, to right. everybody and have them understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I feel like to a certain extent, because many of the trainees are young, even those in their teenage years, when you take away their liberties, right? For them, they are not maybe not yet that obsessed about their career to mm-hmm. be a case star. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they are like, okay, uh, then fire me or, you know, I'll quit. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> and then very often you think about it, it wouldn't it then be the parents that pull them back in line and say, you got to do this. Got to see the bigger picture. For your future, <laughs> for us. Because we raised you. <laughs> Is there a lot of emotional blackmailing from Korean parents? Oh, I think I think that also depends on every family. Because yeah. my family in particular were very independent. My oh. mom and dad just respects our job and our work is our work. Right. And like what you make is what you make, you know. Right. Yeah. But it may not be the case for everybody, so. You've mentioned before that like, you know, you've, you've had this American upbringing, but also, you know, the, the Korean side of things. I'm like curious, was there like an identity crisis for you of like, you know, where do you belong? Always. You just need to accept the fact that you don't belong anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you just need to kind of know how to blend in, I guess. Right. Mm. We did mention that when your sister Crystal, when she mm. was scouted, she was only five, right? Yes. So she joined the trainee program slightly later than you. Was there like a level of competitiveness? <laughs> Ooh. Like zero. <laughs> like first, she's like so much younger than me. She was like, yeah, 
Where are you? She was like that. She has to bounce so much. She thought she could touch the floor. Okay. But it must be so nice for her to have like someone to ask for advice. Oh yeah. So. So I always tell her, and she knows that too. She always says she had an easy life because she had me. Right. Yeah, even in school and even in the company, nothing can happen to her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you did mention that because this was almost like an additional like after school activity for you, right? Yeah. At what point did you think I'm going to try to make it and become an idol? Because you stayed there for years and years and years, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't want to debut at such a young age. Um, I think that was an influence of my mother as mm. well. Okay. She didn't want me to, you know. What, so what age was that? There were talks about me debuting when I was like in middle school wow. and then in oh. high school. So my so mom- with other like groups that we- Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, but then I'm so happy that I didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> everything happens for a reason. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I- you know, listen to my mom. <laughs> and Your I, mom was happy as well. Yeah. Was, was there a point during that period before you debuted that you almost maybe chose to pursue something else? Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh no. Because I, I did know that my debut was coming up. So there was no backup plan all in. No, my backup plan was I was getting out of high school so I can go to college. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Get scouted again, go walk around. <laughs> <laughs> she do ballet through the mall. And she <laughs> How was debut like for you? Um, you've, you've practiced, you met your teammate and then going out there and then hoping people scream your name. Was, was, it, was it everything you expected when you debut? Yeah, I, I think um, we were very confident everyone worked very hard and mm. for a long time so it was there was no question about it mm. right like even back then is is the k-pop fandom as crazy as it is as it is today yeah at that time i believe there were not many girl bands mm. girl groups right mm. so what is then the the weirdest encounter <laughs> <laughs> encounter of what with a fan like unexpected Actually, the most unexpected was very recent. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was in China. Okay. I did the Changfeng Polang, the Jeje. Oh, wow, you're Chinese. And after that show, I guess a lot of people watched it. And so it was a train station or airport, I forgot. But I went to the restroom <laughs> and there was like an old lady. She was a grandma. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> she just like, she was very, I don't know, starstruck. And she called my name in Chinese, oh. you know, 
张秀妍，张秀妍，张秀妍，<笑>你去，你你去张秀妍吗？ I, like she says so many things,、yeah. so sweet. I didn't understand her like completely, completely、yeah. but I understood my name. <laughs> and and so it was very、um, kind of embarrassing because I was in the restroom, but also very warm of her、yeah. to、mm. kind of. <laughs> yeah. You go in, she just come out of the toilet. She shout, she come towards you, then she yeah. yeah. What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> How about in your early days, though? For example, um, when you first debut and the fans go crazy, and you know, I never understood why certain times, you know, celebrities come out, then the fans they cry, then they faint. Is that not weird when that happens for you? Is that not weird? <laughs> I do tell them. Don't cry, <laughs> <laughs> or kind of give them a tissue. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't make their life. They still have it. <laughs> they still need our pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> vacuum sealed. Vacuum sealed. <laughs> I mean, you did mention that you guys expected that you would do well, or at least very positively, optimistically、yeah. hoped that you yeah, would yeah. do well, right? First, yeah. What would you say was your "I've made it" moment? Like a moment that made you realize that wow, your dreams have come true. When you're selling a lot of albums, or <laughs> you're topping the charts, you know you just hear your song like wherever you go. I'm very curious. What did you spend your first big paycheck on? Wow, <laughs> I don't remember. Wait, you a got、second. paid right as a trainee? No. Oh no. Allowance? No. Wait, don't don't you pay? They're training you, right? Huh? No, no, no. no.、Uh, oh, it, okay. That. Also depends on the company and the relationship you have with the company, or what kind of contract you have with the company. Right, right. So it depends on the trainee. But, but yeah, my first check. What did I do? I think I moved. Oh. I moved my family home to an. Oh. oh. oh Imagine getting your first paycheck. <laughs> Some of us bought our family dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is after seven years, though. No, but that's such a sweet thing to do because like people buy like a car or like a nice watch. Oh, that was like... second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They keep close a lot left. Then the watch was third. Also, <laughs> <laughs> hyperinflation haven't hit back then yet.、Yeah. Mm, it's true. It's true. Do you think that there's also a downside in a sense to having such a public life, or do you think it's like a given because you're a celebrity, you just have to expect it because、yeah. without the fans, you are nothing. Yeah, the cost, the price of fame.、Mm. There are ups and downs, and grass is greener on the other side. And you know, I sometimes I feel very blessed, but sometimes I feel, you know, I want to maybe have my friend's life,、hmm. you know, just have a normal life. But on the flip side, your friends will want to have your life. Yes, and I love my life too. <laughs>、mm-hmm. yeah. So, but you know, nobody can have everything,、mm. and I try to balance my life as much as I can. You know, give myself some. Time off. Is that like a go-to like disguise? Oh, you probably can't say it, and people recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> But do you though? Yeah, like a hoodie with a hat yeah, or just like a, sunglasses. Just a hat, and you know, COVID. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes.、Yeah. The only upside to that, for many、uh, mm. celebrity friends, I feel like was having a mask on yeah, because everybody has a mask on. So nobody questions. Yeah, you. nobody questions you, or nobody looks at you more. You know,、mm. before if you have a mask on, people will. Is yeah. that? Yeah. Who is that?、Yeah. Why? Why does she、mm. have a mask on? You know. So the friends that you had made, I mean, previously in school and all that, right? Do you think your friendships had changed in any way after you debuted? Actually, I think I have a good eye when it comes to friends and people.、Ooh. So I actually keep my friends and most of, yeah, most friends of my friends from, from yeah,、wow. okay. and you know, so does my sister. 
Wow. She does that too, yeah. So mm. for yourself also, I mean, the girl group that you were a part of, you were one of the pioneer ones that went to the US to promote and mm. then you all were on David Letterman's show, you all played Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. and like yeah. were on one of the, I think, top 10 like highest grossing concert tour list for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. But being, in a sense, Korean representatives to the Western world, right, was there a very different pressure? I don't think there was pressure. It was just something new. Mm. And I think when you're going into a new market, um, it's always exciting, but kind of nerve wracking at the same time. Mm. Number one, we were busy and we were tired. <laughs> jet lag. <laughs> yes, a lot of jet lag. We were just having fun, I guess. But I would imagine like, I mean, if it's me, because I'm not sure about you, right? If it's me, I go there and I think <laughs> if I sing this song or if I say so- something, right, and people will think, actually, I don't like K-pop. Then right. I'll be like, oh shit, that's on me because eh, I'm the one of the first few to go there and do mm. this, you know? So I'm wondering whether you had to like maintain in a sense a very careful image. Yeah, like the tourism board warned you about <laughs> how to carry yourself. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Right. Mm. Okay. So Jessica, you are also the founder and creative director of your own fashion label, Blanc et Eclair. What made you decide to start the brand? It came very natural to me because um, I feel like music and fashion, they're always hand in hand, yeah, hand, in hand going together. And... For me in particular, I was getting known to people for your fashion. For my fashion. You still or for, are what for, you're talking about one point. <laughs> no, for, you know, for what I wear or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what I carry. And so I felt like it would be a very nice side project to mm. to do and to pursue. Because I'm thinking like the schedule must have been crazy at that period of time, right? And then finding time to be able to do this is so impressive. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. So, <laughs> so on the note of the public scrutiny, right? I mean, obviously there was a period of time right after you left the band where a lot of people were kind of speculating oh, what really happened. And I mean, I don't think it's our place to ask what was the behind the scenes, but I think I'm curious about how that was for you because I could only imagine how emotionally heavy it must have been. Mm. So mm. what went through your head during that period of time and at the same time also then trying to make your brand work? Oh, you know, I try to put the past behind me Mm -hmm. and I always um, try to look at the brighter things, brighter side. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, that time was part, um, of course, that time was one of the darkest times of my life, Mm -hmm. darkest period of my life. Um, but I had my family and friends to really support me and my fans were always there. And, you know, I, I didn't feel alone and I felt like, you know, it was a good transitioning period and Mm -hmm. good time for me to grow up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And having said that, right. So from there, I mean, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Having said that, what do you think is the big diff- the biggest difference from being a solo artist now? You get to choose everything. You know, you know, you know, you know, if you're in a group, 
Democracy. Yeah, the majority. Yeah. Yeah. The majority wins. So if you don't want to have black tea, <laughs> you need to have black tea if five people want black tea. <laughs> so it's like that. I'm mean, just for example. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, yeah. but this goes for every single thing decisions. from the yeah. from the little things to the big decisions as yeah, well. Right. So you know, you need to learn how to deal and cope with that and be okay with um, being in that kind of system, yeah. which I was. I was yeah. fine. But then yeah. now I know that enjoy I enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So before we wrap up this interview, um, you have your concert tomorrow. Yay! Yay! And I always wonder as someone that suffers from um, anxiety and stage fright, <laughs> how, actually, how are you actually feeling today, one day before your concert? Is it just... Tomorrow I'm gonna go and perform. She's trying not to be reminded of it, but we keep asking. <laughs> Actually, I'm very chill. And you do seem really chill. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, my I don't like to use too much energy before I go up on stage. Mm. So I'm not really that hyper. Mm. Or, you know, a lot of people, even friends that I know, mm. you know, they practice a lot before, like before they go up on stage or mm. they. I don't know, they start singing in the bathroom or whatever, <laughs> but I don't do anything. I just really keep calm and try to keep quiet and save all the energy for the stage. Wow. Mm. That's why today she cannot laugh too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you guys made me laugh way yeah, too much. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was fun. Okay, so looking forward to exciting 2024. What are some things that maybe your fans and we can look forward to mm. in terms of your music, in terms of your business? Well, the Diamond Dreams concert tour will continue mm -hmm. um, and it will be held in many other, you know, different cities around the world. Ooh. So I hope to see you guys all there and- um, Company trip. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't see us, <laughs> And um, I'll be making music as well. And nice. because I've been- kind of I've been a little bit distant and I feel like my fans have been waiting for a long time mm -hmm. um, I didn't do it on purpose but um, I don't want them to wait that long mm -hmm. anymore so um, yeah I'll be I'll be making music and I feel like there will be a lot more happening in 2024 for you guys to look forward to so thank you very much for watching today's episode and of course thank you Jessica for joining Woo! us Woo! and being Insane. open with us like share subscribe and we'll see you in the next episode and you can see her on tour let's go Yay. Yay. is this yeah, yeah, finger hard yeah. no this is like that already oh is it oh yeah. what is it the you guys make the culture. Don't ask us what is. <laughs> you guys decide oh, nice. and we also follow. Ah. Oh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not circle shape, boy. It's not circle. <laughs> what do you mean? It's hard shape. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are making this shape. <laughs> <laughs>
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.